This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This was not thought through. No. Someone's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> it's like they're all high. They're like... <laughs> What if we had two <laughs> bachelorettes? Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelorettes recap, everyone. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Let's rest out. <laughs> so we're in Germany, clearly. We told you we would be recording this recap from Germany. But what we didn't plan for is right before getting going... Uh, a voltage issue. A voltage issue. For some, for some reason, <laughs> we can communicate from two different points on the globe instantly with full HD video. Yeah. You could be, be in the jungle. You could be in the Amazon, middle of the Amazon jungle and communicate with your mother in Chicago and see the pores on her face. But for some reason, if you plug an American item into a European... <laughs> outlet yeah half the time it dies instantly yeah in my experience that has happened with steamers and hot rollers and blow dryers and things but i don't know why i didn't think that could happen with a mixer so we now have a dead mixer and right before recording we realized it and had to make a trip to an audio store yeah we went to the audio store and And then we went to uh, the Musicon in Storen, mm-hmm. and at the Musicon in Storen, we found the mixer. Yes, and here we are, a little sweaty, a little mm-hmm. worse for wear, that's but that's okay. okay. This is the dedication, next level dedication, because nothing is going to stop us from bringing you <laughs> this Bachelor recap. It's a little embarrassing. It's a little embarrassing, yeah. but also... Um, we love our shandies. We do. We are willing to travel all the world. Over. All the world over, yes. that That's the right way of saying it. To deliver you the best audio quality possible. The audio quality the shandies deserve. Yeah, actually, there was some discussion where Andy was like, let's just record it with the camera audio. And I was like, no, we can't. I never said that. I deny that. <laughs> okay, here we are. <laughs> On to more important things. The um, Bachelor episode, sorry, The Bachelorette's uh, episode three. <sighs> Overall thoughts, Andy? Not not great. Not great. Not I great. agree. This was a rough episode. I wanted to like this episode. I felt like the first episode, you know, was kind of chaotic. Episode two, it's like, yeah, okay, I understand they have a lot to cover. Episode three, we're now a good quarter into the season. And I'd like to feel like they'd found their footing a little bit better than mm-hmm. this. And it felt really like they're making this up as they go along. It did. It felt, it felt like the first season of Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, but at least that, 
I don't know. I thought that, that was, was even fun. better. That was more fun. Yeah, I'll put it this way. If I had never seen this show before and was like, you know what? Season 19 of Bachelorette, that's the season I'm going to start. I'm going to get into the franchise with this season. I would not be watching after episode three. I think, and I've said this from before the beginning, yeah. the two Bachelorette thing was a bad call. Mm. And I think that production, the executive production, is starting to realize that. And not unlike, then this is foreshadowing for this episode, Meatball's decision at the end of <laughs> episode three it's of The Bachelorettes. I think that they're trying to uh, recover from this. How? By having the ladies pick their separate... By, by just sort of changing the script as they go along. Yeah. I think they're just like, you know what? This wasn't a great idea. Mm-hmm. And... Let's try to massage this into something that works. You're making a good point in that at this point, it's really just, it's just two bachelorettes who each have fewer, like half the men that they originally had, or they would have had at this point. You're basically, what you're getting is, is instead of one sort of shitty bachelorette season, you're getting two slightly shittier bachelorette seasons. (laughs) Which amount to one sort of shitty bachelorette season? It depends. The math gets a little funky with Bachelorette. So shittier might be better. So technically speaking, maybe it's better, but it's still shittier. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, shall we get recapping? Yeah, let's do it. So we pick up with Eric and Logan hanging out at the mansion and talking about how the guys are starting to pick a lane. That's definitely the theme of episode three. And we learn here that Eric is all in on Gabby, a little Mm -hmm. foreshadowing. Of course he is. Meatball, meanwhile, is split. And Andy, you said meatball playing the field. Typical meatball. Isn't that funny how some contestants are like the leading role men? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like meatball's just not that character. Yeah. There are stars and there are there are extras. Yes. Meatball is a featured extra. Yeah, and he has to know that. I mean, he's using his time with them to to have like Lady and the Tramp meatball and spaghetti I, scenes. So. He's a character actor. He is. Yeah. And you know what? Character actors, just as character tenors, make all the money. Great careers. Mm-hmm. Great careers. Yep. Okay, so at the Bachelorette house, meanwhile, not to be mistaken with mansion, Mm -hmm. the ladies have a girl chat, and they agree that it would give them a lot more clarity if they knew where the guys were at, and now they want the guys to have some more assertion. They agree that at this point, the guys have had enough time to get to know them. Okay, so Jesse now arrives at the mansion and says that this week there will be two one-on-ones, one for each, Gabby and Rachel, and another group date. And the guys are all like, wow. And I wrote, wait, so it's the same as last week? And Andy, you said, I love how they have big reactions to even the most mundane things. It's like listening to, you're forced to listen to like a five-year-old recap for you a, a Spongebob Squarepants episode. Yeah. You're like, oh, Mr. Krabs and Squidward were wearing funny hats. Wow. wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Again? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Rachel's date card arrives and it goes to Zach. Mm-hmm. We were proud of ourselves because we've had Zach in our top four for a while now. And as Zach is looking all proud and excited, the other guys are like, she's one for one for kicking people out. I thought this was pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. So Zach and Rachel now go on their one-on-one. They meet at the SLS hotel. They kiss immediately and they seem more familiar with each other than we've been shown, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Right off the bat, you're like, oh, have they kissed already? And I, I guess they have. I don't know. Well, I, that's what editing does. You just never know what, what ends up on the floor. Yeah. So I apparently agree. there was some connection there that we didn't see. 
They meet Karamo from Queer Eye, and Karamo asks if Zach can pop champagne, and Zach's delivery here was pretty funny. Great. Perfect he's like, oh, yeah. And then he's like, let's see. I thought this was really well-timed. Yeah, good stuff. He was very charming yeah. throughout this date. Karamo now says that their date is a movie theater premiere with a red carpet and everything. And before we ended up seeing what the date was about, I was like, this is such an L.A. date that they should do more often. If this were a real movie premiere, I think that is such an L.A. thing to do. But I guess there's probably a lot of like rights issues. That would be the problem. Yeah. I think there's all sorts of it's just fraught with minefield. Yeah. But to me, that's like. A real re- if they went to a real red oh, carpet, yeah. not one of these. Yeah, that would have been like a really cool LA date. Yeah, and you had like a real like a handheld guy in the back, so it looked really like you were there. Yeah, yeah, they should do that. I I I vote for it as well. So meanwhile, Gabby swings by the mansion and she asks what they all do all day, and they proceed to demonstrate by tossing a football <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> and they chat while sipping champagne, and it is awkward as hell. Yeah, this was painful. Why wasn't any? I mean, there, there's so many times in this franchise where guys go out of their way to create awkwardness to take the bachelorette aside. Mm. Like here, they're just being handed the bachelorette and they're like, oh, let's toss a football around. I realized that the music made this look more awkward than it was. Like it was painful. There was no soundtrack at all. It was like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there was other things that happened, but they decided to just focus on this to make a point. That yes. They were ignoring her. Yeah, or at least just not, somewhat. you know, they were prioritizing their friendships with each other over right. their relationships with her, which by the way, we have seen a, this is a carbon copy Michelle. of Michelle's season. I yes, the basketball. And we, no, not the basketball. It was some. It was like it was a, some play date. It was a play, play date. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of things. There, was, was there like were popcorn. basketballs. Yeah, but there, <laughs> there were, other were there games were balls, well. different yeah. types of balls. But it's funny how they copied this exact thing. But we found out later. I forget how, but there was some BTS out there saying. I think someone said on Instagram or whatever that. Michelle did talk to a few guys like some guys did pull her to talk to her and I can't help but wonder if the same thing happened here yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if they said to the guys like oh by the way we want you to have a football catch now yeah. just, just have a football catch yeah they're like why we have why should we have a football catch they're like don't ask questions football <laughs> just catch. go do yeah and look Gabby's commentary after suggested that she did feel neglected in some way yeah. but I still now the boy has cried wolf I'm yeah, a little yeah, yeah. doubtful that this went down exactly I as could also betrayed. see Gabby with her general way of feeling neglected even if she wasn't fully neglected mm. no, no, nothing against Gabby I just feel like she's a little bit she cut she's coming into this with some insecurity about the yeah, process yeah as she herself admits yeah truthfully but overall, they just seem like a bunch of bros. Yeah. I mean, they are young. As we've noted many times, mm. this is a very young crowd. Yeah. And I think that is is not fair to the Bachelorettes because the youngest man on this show should be 36 years <laughs> old. So Gabby on her way out says, the lack of effort is a decision at this point. I thought mm-hmm. this was really well put. Yeah, she, she sometimes lays it down heavy. She really does. Okay, so back on the date, Karamo asks if Zach is split between the women still. And Zach says that there was chemistry with Rachel from the get-go. And as far as he concerned, there's only one bachelorette. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what an angel. The right answer. Rachel is smitten, obviously. Mm-hmm. And now they try on different silly outfits before emerging in their red carpet looks. And now, meanwhile, Gabby does some B-roll where she talks about being in her head after the lack of initiative initiative from the mm. men i felt bad for her the downward spiral of gabby here was really not fun yeah. to watch no because we we really who doesn't love gabby you don't want to see her struggling especially with self-esteem well, or 
feeling as, unpolished. As the producers do, and as I believe they're trained to do, they find the weakness in you oh, and they expose it. Totally. And I have more on that down the road. But yes, I completely agree. They were mm. trying to do this with at least one of them, if not both of them, for quite some time. Which I think. proves the point that this show is not about showing someone finding love. It's about showing drama. And then if someone finds love, great. Yeah. That's the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And why are they doing that? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. They're doing it because the fans want to see drama. And I'm not talking to you guys, you outliers who love love. I know <laughs> we, we like love too. <laughs> but let's face it, most people, they want to see a car accident. Oh. They do. As you said, you want they want to see the breaking up of the friendship, even if they don't know that's what they want to see. Bachelorette franchises like NASCAR. You go because you, you like cars, you like speed. You like the sound, the roar of the engines, but let's be honest. Everyone is a dirty secret. They want to see a crash. Where someone does not die. Where okay. someone does not die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some people want to see that too. Oh, they're dear. sick people. Okay, so at the mansion now, Gabby's one-on-one date card arrives and it has Eric's name on it. Mm-hmm. He's ecstatic, he says. Mm. And Gabby says, I think it takes the right person to know how to love me. She should be more confident. She should. But she's not. She <laughs> So we'll circle back to that. And Andy, this is where in the episode you said this season's a lot less funny than usual. Not that it's ever funny, but there's less to find funny. Yeah. We were struggling. No, really? I feel like I'm trying to pin the tail on the donkey in a pitch black room. And you're blindfolded. Wait, you're always blindfolded when you play pin the tail on the donkey. It's 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 redundant. Yeah. But okay, okay. I'm trying to pin the tail on the donkey of an extremely small donkey. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Okay, I was thinking maybe more that it was an extremely large donkey with a very, very small area to Oh, that's so area cool. to pin Why it. would anyone do that? You have to be a psychopath. Yeah, but that's more or less this. It's just like a the, too the small sh- a donkey. They, they, the whole donkey is too small. Yeah, but the whole show was just as long as any other show. It's the same size donkey. It's just the area where you can pin is that much smaller. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> and you're blindfolded. And you're blindfolded and it's pitch dark. Okay, I'll accept that. Okay. Moving on. And the adhesive on the tail is really weak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not that unfunny. There's still something to work with here. <laughs> Pushing it. <laughs> okay, so back on the date at the premiere for Me and You. Mm-hmm. Andy, you said, what the hell is that? Some cross promotion with Me and You, some movie that no one wants to see. I mean, it was a fair assumption. It was. I was proven wrong. Yes. But, you know. I mean, I, w- I laughed hard when you said that because I was thinking, I don't want to see that movie either. <laughs> And we also agreed that the red carpet did not look legit. No, it that took was us the a little fakest too long. Red carpet. Everyone's like, like, how much more do I have to fake these pictures? Like, I'm not even a photographer. I literally, I was just walking down the street and some bachelor person told me to do this. I don't know how to take pictures. It took us a little too long, I think, to realize that it wasn't supposed to be a real movie premiere. Yeah. We were like, wow, this is terrible. We were fooled. We were. We can admit it. With the bachelor fooled us. It's rare, but it happens. They have a private movie theater now, and there's a card from Karamo saying, enjoy the movie. Karamo's <laughs> really earned He's He's getting a lot of return on oh. his... He's making way more money per minute of what he has to do mm-hmm. than, than he deserves. Absolutely. It's a great gig for him. Yes. Better than Queer Eye. I, uh, I don't know about that. No, I mean per minute. 
Oh, yeah. No question. Totally. I can see that. He's like, I'd rather do this all year long and do Queer Eye. This is the easiest work I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah, just ask the guy who which bachelorette he's more yeah, into. He's not even there. Have a card arrive that you didn't yeah, even write. He's not there. <laughs> okay, so the music starts, yeah. and it turns out it's live music. It's piano being played by Matt White. It's sentimental. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it's the accompaniment to a slideshow. Or wait, wait, a hold on a second. Of, hold oh, on a second. You, you, you skimmed over the fact that Matt White is chopped liver. Yeah. The guy doesn't get a call out. It's true. How, what did Matt, he, he didn't kiss the ring. He did not kiss the Fleiss ring. <laughs> yeah. Andy was really quick to point out that we didn't hear Rachel in a voiceover say, and then we hear Matt White playing. He didn't pay. There's like, there's like, there's like a platinum package of gold, <laughs> a silver. He took the bronze. The bronze. He's like, I'll just show up and yeah. play and you put my name in the corner. That's yeah. it. Are you sure? Because the silver will give you a call out. It'll be later <laughs> and it won't be that prominent. But yeah. he's like, no, I want bronze. Yeah. You're right. He got no call out. Bronze Nothing. package for Matt No White. one's ever going to care about Matt White. Well, now they will because we just spent the last minute talking about him. We gave Matt White <laughs> what he deserved. He has the platinum package with yeah. Dear Shandy. <laughs> All our fans are going to be Matt White fans now. Okay, so the film, Me and You, is a bunch of photos and videos of R Rachel's and Zach's respective childhoods. Yeah. This was cute. I, I got to say, got to give credit where credit's due. This was my favorite date that they've orchestrated in a long time. Mm. Wow. Big coming the from only, you. The, the last date I liked more, only because there was so much comedy to be had, yeah. was you know, Greg Grippo and... You know, the Jersey date, <laughs> the home which date. was a terrible, but it was so hilarious <laughs> for me With and the anyone who's not from Jersey. <laughs> yeah, we, we lost some New Jerseyans yeah, after that we episode. Lost, we have no fans in New Jersey. You really now. alienated But I was, them. I love New Jersey. I'll repeat. I love New Jersey. I, and that's a tradition in New Jersey is dissing the things that you love. Ah. Like, hey, you piece of shit. I love you so much. You know, that's Jersey. You took so the I'm piss out of Jersey, as the Brits would say. Yes. Okay, so yeah, we found this super cute. Zach cries as the message from his mother comes up. Rachel yeah. is deeply moved by this. And the movie finishes, and they are all teary-eyed. Mm -hmm. They kiss some more. It was a sad movie. I mean, bittersweet. Was sad? What was sad about it? Sorry, I was just making shit up. <laughs> Just not thinking about what was coming yeah, out of your I mouth. Was, I was really just, I, I went into a duom. You went into a duom. Yeah. Because yeah, of the teary eyed. You, oh my God, that's what happened. You went somewhere else for a split second. You heard teary eyed and you were like, sad movie. Yeah. I just, I just went into autopilot. What percentage of these recaps is you on autopilot? Um, It's like way less than 50, like 45%. <laughs> I wish I could go on autopilot for 45% of these. Hmm. So Rachel asks about his family and Zach reveals his dad used to take him to the airport to watch planes. He's obsessed with planes. I have a friend like that. You do have a friend like that. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Graham. Yeah. Cute. And Rachel is like, no way. My dad used to do the same with us. This was kind of cute. I and mean, I was also like, that's a really good common glue. Yeah. Because they're both like, I've never met anyone else who did this. It's very specific. It is. Yeah. They make out some more. Zach says in his ITM that he thinks Rachel could be his future wife. Mm. <laughs> ding, oh. ding, ding, Yay. ding. He's really checking all <laughs> the boxes. It. He's a, it's like it's a carnival game where it's like, <laughs> you know, that carnival where you shoot the water gun and the thing keeps going up. Yeah. It's like he went up another level with that. I don't know if that's the water shooting one. I was thinking more it's the one where you like hit take, the hammer. You hit the hammer and first you have to hit the first thing in the right 
zone and then you go further and further. Huh? He's acing each No, the zone. whole point of the hammer game is to get it as high as you can on the first shot. Well... Oh, you're talking about the new hammer the game. New one. That are considerate of people who aren't that strong. Yes. That's amazing. One. I remember the, we played the hammer game. Yes. And I was hitting it so hard. And there's a sign that says, don't hit too hard. Yeah. Like, what world I do we live in? I think it was made for children. That's <laughs> it should be about strength. <laughs> there's no healthy competition left in this world. I don't know. There's skill to that. There is skill to that, is getting in the right area. All know? right. Maybe you're right. It's an old man. <laughs> an like old a, man playing a I children's mean, to game. To me, the hammer game, it's all about strength. Anyway. You don't impress the girl by getting an accurate hammer hit. <laughs> You impress her by getting the thing to hit the top of the bell, like in the cartoon. And getting a stuffed animal. Yes. For her. Correct. So regardless, Zach wins all the prizes. Yep, He's yep. hitting all the ding, ding, dings. Oh, that yeah. Are to oh, be Zach is hitting dinged. it. He's saying all the right things. He is. I wrote the scene closes with them dancing on stage, but it actually takes quite some time for the scene to close. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they just are dancing, making out. There's ITMs of Rachel well, production's milking this because oh. they know it was a good date. They're like, we finally did a good date. Let's get a lot of screen time. As here. you said, Andy, at the time, it feels like they're patting themselves on their own backs for this date. It did kind of feel like that. It, did. it went on a solid two minutes too long. Yeah. Not that it wasn't cute. It was all a lot of cuteness. What you really wanted to happen, Andy, as you said at the time, was for her to not give him the rose so that she would be this black widow bachelorette. <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry. Maybe you know, one day. Yeah, can still hope. Obviously, he gets the rose, and Zach is now the front runner. We knew he would be. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm. the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive, sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. So it's now Eric's one-on-one with Gabby. She arrives at the mansion and her grandpa, John, arrives just after her. And he rides in the back of a Jeep and seems to be the third wheel on the state. When you realized this, Andy, you sighed. Uh. Yeah. I like Grandpa John. Look, I like Grandpa John too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're milking. It's it's one of these. They're just they're just squeezing it, squeezing it dry. They and arrive at a sound ceremony, and we hear Gabby say in her voiceover that she finds sound baths grounding. And Andy, you laughed at this, and you said, "I love a good sound bath." I mean, it's of all the baths, it's in my top ten. <laughs> it's like seven behind bird bath. <laughs> So we're making fun, but I actually have a girlfriend who's really into these. Sound baths? Yeah, they're really expensive. They're often made of crystal. (laughs) Okay, okay, we'll move on. Apparently they can be very healing and grounding. Are they cleansing? 
also cleanse. So you leave clean. You yeah. can go like to dinner or a nice restaurant after you get a yeah, sound bath. Yeah, you don't need to shower if you have a sound bath. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Never knew that. So we thought there was a word watch here because the host, the the sound bath arbiter, the sound bather. <laughs> She says, we'll begin with an intention-setting ceremony. Intention. Yeah, she said intention-setting ceremony, and we were like, intentions-setting? We, we rewinded literally 10 times yes. to make sure that our word watch game had integrity. Yes. And it was definitely intention without an S. But fear not, there were more intentions yes. to be heard here, because right away, Eric says, my intentions is mm. presence. <laughs> Being in the moment. He used it in the wrong grammar. (laughs) It still counts, though. Still counts. It does. Grandpa John is napping now. Yeah, he's all tuckered out. I mean, there's too much sound bathing for him. This is the the, the longest sound bath he's ever had. It was so grounding, it sent him to the ground. Yeah. He's he's doing everything he can not to rip into this sound bath. I know what he's doing. I mean, he's a lot older than me, Mm. and I'm already having trouble with the sound bath, like keeping my... my cool. As he said in his ITM, at my age, any new experience is a good experience. Not necessarily anything that I have to duplicate again. <laughs> that was funny. It was funny. Really? Grandpa John. Delivering. And now they go bowling and there's conveniently a woman around Grandpa John's age named Julie. And her purpose is to partner up with Grandpa John in this bowling match and also to occupy him as Eric and Gabby go off and have a little one-on-one time finally. Mm, They make out. Great kissing between the two of them. It's good kissing. You know what Eric understands is this, the face, the tender face caress during a kiss. Yep. It's very important. As we've discussed, I'll link out the Q&A where you discuss this. You you called it... Cradling a, a baby sparrow. An injured sparrow. Injured, that's mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. yeah, Eric understands the injured sparrow technique. Yeah. Yeah, you can see it. He holds her face with care. And it honestly, it instantly makes a kiss go up like three notches. I agree. And now at dinner, Eric reveals his dad is a larger-than-life personality and his mother is insanely hardworking and the two of them together make a fantastic team. So, Andy, you're making a twisting of the knife gesture. Would you like to elaborate? Well, it's unintentional. He's saying the right thing. I mean, he's Yeah, but that means that anyone who has parents that are... It's present or still together or happy or whatever, good parents. It's just that this is the place where Gabby has the most discomfort. In, yeah, she's got insecurities around yeah. this. And, uh, you know, this clearly puts her in a different place. Like as soon as she hears that, this is this is the second time, by the way. It happened on Clayton's season as well. Clayton, yeah. So she gets, you can tell, and I don't blame her at all. Mm-hmm. She's human. She gets uncomfortable. She gets a little sad when she hears about other people having wonderful, happy, loving parents. And it's understandable. Let's say I'm rich mm-hmm. and I'm dating a girl who comes from the slums of Calcutta. And I start talking about like, oh, the thing I loved about childhood was having so much money and being able to do anything I wanted. Yeah, like going to Aspen every winter to yeah, go skiing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah My so, favorite yeah. pastime is skiing in Aspen. <laughs> Summering in St. Moritz. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's gonna you're you're not gonna be like, oh, that's amazing. Mm. That's so great for you. No, you're gonna be like, eh, okay. Yeah, it's not it doesn't make me feel great. Yeah. Well, Gabby here says that she has fears built in because not having consistent love from a parent is the hardest kind of love to not have received. I think this is 100% true. She's so eloquent. She is great. And Gabby says the second she moved out of the house, her mom wiped her hands clean of her. Oh, that's 
rough. That's rough. And I wrote here, why do I fear that the powers that be are going to do everything in their power to bring her mother onto the season? I really I hope that doesn't happen. I hope so, but I think I think you might be right. It wouldn't be the first time. They, you know what I think may have happened is they may have tried hard, but she's like, I'm not having it. Yeah, I feel like at the very least, this was discussed in a boardroom, whether or not they were able to execute. Unquestionably. Yeah. Okay, so Gabby says she'll likely never feel a mother's love, and that's something she will always miss. God. Rough. And Eric is silent, or at least that's what they show. It was odd editing here. I couldn't tell. I was like, are you really silent to that? Like, maybe you don't know what to say. But he just sort of seemed to be blinking at her. And then Gabby excuses herself. And it seemed like things were kind of tense. And Andy, you were like, "Uh uh-oh. Like you, we seem to think for a moment here that this was... She was ref- going to pull a Rachel. Yeah, like it was a reflection on him or their relationship. Yeah. And now Gabby goes and cries to her producers about how she doesn't know how to explain what it's like to have a mother who doesn't love you. I can see how this would get exhausting. Like she's having <sighs> these conversations over and over and over again. At least on Clayton's season, you know, she has to have it once. But also no one can appreciate it. No one, no one's ever like, oh my God, my mother also didn't love me. Like well, she's never getting reciprocation. Well, so she's on her own all the time. Well, it's way more likely to have a love of planes or in your family yeah. to have someone who loved planes yeah. than for in your family to have a mother who didn't love you at all. Yeah. Gabby in her ITM says that she's afraid of Eric and what they might have. And we have to talk about how different this is than Nate. Yeah. Like she didn't say that about Nate. Nope. <laughs> she's more excited about Eric than Nate. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So she sits back down now and tells Eric that she's feeling very overwhelmed and she's not sure she's right for this. She's not your typical bachelorette. She's not polished. No. According to her. I beg to differ. I think that she's exactly what a bachelorette should be. It should be real. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to... You don't want just... polished. I don't want a polished no, bachelorette. No, I actually... I, have to, I hate to say, Rachel is a polished bachelorette. Or at least she's she's playing the role of a polished bachelorette. We'll get there. We will. Sorry, yes. I'm jumping Andy, the gun. Yeah, you are jumping the gun. But I feel like I would way rather watch... Imperfections. Do, yes. A real person yeah, with and problems. Yeah, and has her own traumas yeah. and insecurities. I want to watch a human. That's the whole point of reality yeah, TV. Otherwise, absolutely. At that point, let's watch actors. Agreed. Anyway, I kind of, I wanted to hug her throughout this. I I'm know. not just saying this. Like I would, I don't like watching anyone who's too polished. In fact, in all my years of recaps, I often say he or she is too polished. Agreed. Mm. Anyway. Gabby, you have said that. <laughs> I mean, you. I agree that you've said yeah. that. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so Gabby says that she has a severely emotional side. And here now it's Eric's time to shine. Yeah. And now we'll discuss after whether or not we do think he mm. shone. <sighs> or shone, according to okay, you. Thank you. Eric says that he only has so much time with her there. He really likes her. He won't hold anything back. And as much as she wants from him, he's willing to give. And he wants to see where it goes. Andy, you here said he's dead in the eyes. He's phoning it in. You felt he was phoning it in here. She interrupts him by sitting on his lap and kissing him. She is satisfied. She is. And now they go inside to get warm and she gives him the rose. And as they make out, she once again gets on his lap and s- yeah. because she wants to get closer to him. And in her ITM, she says, I would give anything to be loved by someone uh, like Eric. Okay, let's discuss. Because you and I did not like this. I didn't like it. Andy, you said, why wouldn't you give anything to be with someone you love the most? She's giving over the power immediately Mm -hmm. because of her insecurity. And I don't, again, this is not anything against Gabby. I don't blame her. No. She's been through the ringer in life. Yes. But immediately, 
makes her the the the, the weak the weak player mm-hmm. in this. And she is the bachelorette. She should take advantage of this opportunity to be the upper hand all the time. Yeah, it's interesting because Gabby definitely does have a ton of self-respect yeah. and confidence in some ways, but it's when she really seems to feel like vulnerable with someone, I guess, or like that could be it for her. She, I feel, is a little bit too quick to let all the walls down and be like, this is it. For but me. it's also guys, and I know guys, because I am, a, I'm a guy. Yeah. I know that a lot of my brethren <laughs> can be a little uh, taken out. aback, freaked out, so mm. to speak, by that. Well, I guess what bothers me is it was only earlier in the same episode that Eric even said that he was all in on Gabby. It was at the top of this episode. Not last episode, yeah, yeah. where he was like, I'm in for Gabby. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this is editing and she's not actually this is that. What, look, this is what I'm going to say. To me, it's clear. I'm not saying Erich is a player in life. Mm. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. He may not be. But he's a player on this game. Yes. And I'm calling it a game because, let's be honest, this is a game. Mm. And I believe he's playing The Bachelorette. Not playing her. He's playing the game. So you don't necessarily trust Erich's I don't trust intentions. his intentions. <laughs> Maybe we'll be proven wrong. I do think he really likes her. but oh, I think I, he likes her. I think he finds her cute and amusing, but I don't sense this passion. Well, I do not sense it. It takes a while to develop that kind of trust, I think. And I think that she's putting a little too much trust in him too early. Frankly, it didn't feel like he gave that much to the conversation. Yeah. It felt like she just needed the smallest amount. It, it actually did remind me a lot of Claire, if I'm honest. Oh, yeah. It's like, and I, and I love Claire. I don't have anything bad to say about Claire. It's no. just there were moments in her season where I was like, you should need more before you make it so clear that he's your absolute I, favorite. I agree. In my opinion. Just because there is something really to be gained by yeah. being on the show as a contestant. Yeah, this is the ultimate chase. Yes. Like you can instigate chase as far as you want it to go. Mm. There's never not going to be a chase if you allow it to happen. And the chase, I mean, if we're so going to talk about a bigger dating thing here, the chase... It's critical. It's not that it's critical, but I think if you can use it to your advantage, yeah. you should. Absolutely. Look, if you're able in real life to have a very organic meeting and a a progression, Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to like play games and make the chase happen. Mm. But if you're on a show like this where it's like, boom, 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 get to know the guy quickly, kiss, Mm -hmm. then get the card, then, you know, engagement, then marriage, then Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) First comes love. No, no, wait, wait. Instagram, then engagement, then marriage, (laughs) then much more Instagram, like an amazing amount of Instagram. But if you're in that position, it's milk the, it or like a fishing rod, just just you know, just just let the reel out, yeah, yeah, pull it in, yeah, let it out, pull it in, yep. I mean, she's basically diving into the water and with her teeth grabbing the fish. <laughs> so now it's the group date, and the ladies are posing for photos in wedding dresses as the men arrive, mm-hmm. and then they whip off their skirts yeah. to reveal little mini white dresses. Yeah. This felt very tired, if very. I'm honest. Extremely fatigued. And you know what's even more tired than that? was another bachelor photo shoot <sighs> with themes, costumes, I would say, and no real purpose for any of it. Tino and Logan do proposal photos with Rachel. Tyler and Nate do proposal photos with Gabby. We get lots of tinkly piano music now. Mm-hmm. Lots of tinkly piano music throughout this episode. Yeah, it's a As, tinkly piano music type of thing. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. Hence why it was so unfunny. Yes. <laughs> Of course, the theme is that the guys are showing initiative and Gabby's fears were unfounded. 
Yeah. We got this exact arc on Michelle's season. Mm-hmm. But we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves because the evening comes and dun 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 It's at SoFi Stadium. SoFi. Is that a financial company? I don't know. SoFi. We probably should have researched that. We probably should have. But I'm sure it's a big corporation that can afford to name a stadium after themselves. Correct. And the ladies toast the guys. And first we have one-on-one time with Avon and Rachel. Mm -hmm. He says he could already see the romance, but now he can see the best friend part. She basically cuts him off with a kiss here. And they play some football and lay down in the end zone and make out. Mm -hmm. And Andy here, this is where you said that you feel Rachel is playing the role of Bachelorette. You said it feels too rote. Every single, she's hitting every beat. There's no improv. It's yeah. just like, what would the Bachelorette do or say in this moment? Yeah. And I'm going to do that. Mm. I'm going to go a little softer on her here because I do think so much is fed to her. Like, oh, I do agree, though. And we actually noted this way back into episode one, but we didn't say it in our recap. Yeah. Was it sometimes feels like she's almost narrating? Yes. Like she's the one who will be like, well, this is our journey. Totally And agree. so we can call the shots. Yep. Like she's the one that will carry that torch yeah. and play the role that she's meant to play. More research needs to be done, I think, before I completely agree with and you. But I will say out of the two of them, like because there are two separate bachelorettes and you can't help but sort of compare how differently they do things like this, you can't help but notice that Rachel does feel a little more... Practiced. Practiced than Gabby. And I, and I will say that this is not a character judgment on Rachel. No. If anything, it might be the opposite. She's on a TV show. Yes. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And that's fine. I have no judgment on that. As a matter of fact, I think it might be... It might behoove her to do that. Exactly. No, that's well said. I don't disagree with that. It's one-on-one time with Jordan H. and Rachel. Uh, Jordan H. says that he kind of missed her. And for some reason, she's really moved by this. Yeah, wow. And then he says there's, quote, something he's been wanting to do. And sometimes you got to create a moment, right? And then he goes in for a kiss. Andy, you hated this. She gave him the look, the way like a mother, the look a mother gives her two-year-old when he presents her with like some terrible macaroni art. (laughs) (laughs) I thought asking for a kiss was weak, but this makes asking for a kiss look like Clark Gable and Gone with the Wind. (laughs) Okay, well now Tino and Rachel talk. The one who, uh, by the way, apparently we got this wrong on night one. People were saying justice for Tino because we thought he said, would you like me to kiss you? But apparently it was, would you let me kiss you? Uh, the question it's a was better. it is better but it's still i actually think it could be almost hot would you let me kiss you oh it's almost like he's a sub <laughs> like no you've been a bad boy <laughs> yeah. you cannot kiss me as a matter of fact get on your knees and show me your balls i'm gonna step on them right now i do think would you let me kiss you is hotter yeah, absolutely. I mean, way hotter than. Would you let me kiss you? It's just, it's just, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting hated. Just yeah. you're right. Yeah, you so are right. Justice for Tino, indeed. Yeah, we were. Oof, missed that one. <laughs> so Tino now says he he has a secret, mm. and the secret is he's a sub. <laughs> <laughs> that he's a hundred percent certain he's only pursuing her. Mm. 
She loves this. Yeah. And they make out heavier. Heavy duty. Like up close. We see like their jaws opening. Yeah, Yeah, saliva strings. Slow mouth movement. It was. Rachel is good at the performative kiss. Is it performative? No, no. I'm I'm not saying she's doing it on purpose. I'm saying she's, it's a performative kiss whether she likes it or not. (laughs) It's just that. Yeah. Made for TV. It's, Yes. Okay, and now Tyler and Gabby speak. He says straight up that he feels a connection. I got to get Rachel. Tyler off this show. What is he doing there? <laughs> what is he? Is no purpose there? Well, I thought he handled this really well. I mean, far better than some others. He was and like, "Look, Ty- I'm, I'm Tyler t- is one of these extras. He's an extra that's never going to make it far." I think he'll probably get some backstory shown, maybe a one-on-one date. No, but Tyler's going. <laughs> he's got. He's just in bar- on borrowed time. Oh. Okay. Anyway, she seems to appreciate how nice he is about it. No, he's a good guy. Yeah. I'm just saying, I know Tyler's gone soon. Good in guy. Fact, in episode one, I said to you, I was like, I feel like I'm getting old because I can no longer see some of these as men as men because yeah. Tyler, for example, he was my example, looks 12 to me. Yeah, you want to like wipe ketchup off his mouth. <laughs> come here, come here. Now Hayden and Gabby speak. And right off the bat, we get two word watches. Yeah, Hayden loves loves the intentions. He really loves to use the word intentions in a less than favorable context. We'll mm-hmm. put it that way. So first up, we have, today gave me more insight on my intentions. And then he says, I do have my intentions fully for Rachel. Mm. He says that Gabby has the bubbly and goofy aspects to her. And she is more rough around the edges. Unbelievable. And clearly doesn't seem to see this as an insult, which is almost, I mean, I'm almost impressed at how clueless he is. It's amazing. That's something you say to someone you, you, you're going to be with. That's yes. like, I like you because you're rough around yeah, the edges. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. The fact that you would call, like for a man to call a woman he's dating rough around the edges or, you know, ostensibly dating or breaking up with or anything rough around the edges. It's like, that's just not something you say. It's like you say, it's like you say, like, I love you so much. Love you. And your little cute crooked teeth. Like, I love everything about you. I don't want to spend the rest of my life. You don't say like, I like your personality. You're so fun to hang with. But these crooked teeth, I can't do that. Yeah, but if it's even worse than saying crooked teeth, like it's worse than pointing out some like person. physical, like quote unquote imperfection, because he's it's something that's so much more nebulous and is so much more insulting. It's everything. It's, the whole thing is rough. It's amazing to me that he thought he could say this in a way that was letting her down yeah. easy. That's the thing you keep to yourself forever. I'm trying to find a way to blame, you know, the powers that be. Maybe the, I, there's no no one to blame but him. You don't say this. You're an adult. You're living and breathing in this world. He is 29 years old from Tampa, yeah. Florida. How the hell could he think that this is okay to say? That's from Tampa, Florida. I can't, <laughs> I can't say that. can't say that. I, I love our fans in Tampa. Shout out to Tampa. Good fans. Like you guys. I kind of wish here, and I know Gabby says something later that sort of explains this. I really wish she hadn't made this so easy for him. Yeah. But I think she was also just sort of really caught off guard. She should have said, like, what do you mean rough around the edges? Like, why is that a problem for you, you simple man? (laughs) I do wish Gabby embraced her position of power a little bit more. Yeah. 
Like, I wish she had held him to this. Instead, she was like, don't worry about it. And he's like, oh, you're the best. And she's like, no, you're the best. She's just way too nice. She's very conflict averse. But you know what she does? She does this thing, which I kind of like. It's kind of funny. Yeah. She start, her eyes sort of lose their, their tension. Like, her lids <laughs> drop a little bit. And she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which is basically like, fuck <laughs> you. Fuck you. I mean, if, you. if he were smart enough to read between the lines, he would have seen yeah. that she wasn't thrilled. Yeah. But he's not smart enough to know not to say that someone's rough around the edges. So I don't that know why. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so now anyway. we have one-on-one -on -one time with Jacob and Gabby. And he says that even if she were the only one there, he wouldn't have the heart to continue. If you were the last woman on earth... <laughs> This is unbelievable. <laughs> Where are these men raised? They're like raised by wolves. Who says this stuff? It's unbelievable. The, he wouldn't have the heart. Is It's like he's, she's some charity case. It's online dating. They have no game. They don't You're, know what they're doing. Oh my God. You are so right. All these men, not all of them, but these two in particular are acting like they're God's gift. Yeah. I wouldn't have the heart to continue you know what with talking? you if you were the only bachelorette. They're talking to like the cereals in a grocery store. They're like, I used to like Fruit Loops, but I've grown up. Now I'm going to go with Cheerios. That's not entirely untrue. They're like, swipe, 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 swipe. Mm, now I'm good. And that's why it's extra painful that there are two bachelorettes because these men are from a generation where they have never had to pursue. They just they choose. They just pick. They're like, this is nice. I like, I need some of this. Do I need any more of this? Yeah, I'll take some of that. You can absolutely see it reflected in how these men spoke to them here. They don't see them as human beings with feelings. They see them as options. Yes. They're like children. I wrote here, children who seem to confuse honesty with insults. Mm -hmm. They think, oh, I'm just being honest. Yeah, I'm so real. I'm keeping it real. No, you're keeping it stupid. <laughs> you're stupid. Yeah, dumbass. And the, I mean, the cherry on top is at the end. Jacob's like, but obviously, like you're like smoking. Yeah, your personality's terrible, but you're super hot. Like, that's great. I mean, that's Good what job, it comes dude. down to. He's like, but don't worry. I think yeah. you're hot. Yeah, that's, that's all you yeah, need. You, you'll you be still fine. got that going you'll for be fine. you. Unbelievable. Oh. Terrible work. Awful. I mean, remember, not, not that I expected that much more from a guy who's constantly without a shirt on, who doesn't look like he should be without a shirt on. <laughs> this is also the same guy who on his list of traits of what he's looking for in his future wife wants someone who will look after herself physically. Well, then that's the highest compliment he can give her that she's hot. So Gabby starts to crumble here. She says it feels like it's validating her fears that she's too much for people. She says she's sure Rachel's feeling something similar. And now we cut to Rachel getting fawned over by every guy she talks to. And Andy here, you said such a mean edit. Furious. This was just cruel. Okay. So now everyone reconvenes and Rachel gives her rose to Avon. And we have to talk about how Gabby, as she reveals when she and Rachel go off to talk, how come Gabby didn't speak to Jason? I guess she lost it and then didn't have time to, she like, she just couldn't deal. Or was this strategic? Do we think the producers didn't know that Tyler, Hayden, and Jacob were not into Gabby and sent them in to talk to her one at a wow. time I'm to so, watch I'm her crumble? I'm so naive. You're right. They knew that they those three guys wanted Rachel, only Rachel, and they set up time with Gabby. Back to back to back. They didn't want her to have the kind of conversation that would fill her cup that would give her confidence. Yep. They instead gave her the three. They carefully selected the three conversations that they knew would tear her down. Yep. And then 
by then. She didn't want to talk to anyone else, understandably. It's like starving a wild animal so that they like when feeding time comes, they're more, it's more entertaining. You know what it does? It gives me more confidence that Jason's going far. Same. Obviously, as we know, Gabby doesn't give out a rose at this date. And Rachel is shook. Yeah. I do like this about Rachel. She shows her expression. She wasn't just like, yeah. It's just okay. Like- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was the head exploding emoji at this. Mm. And then the two ladies run off to talk. And now Gabby tells her what's happened. And I find it so interesting that Rachel, her first question is, did you talk to Jason? Anyway, this show is sick. Sick. (laughs) I mean, that's why it's lasted, what, 45 seasons already? So meanwhile, the men discuss and we get word watch number four. Once again, from Hayden, he said, I told Gabby that my intentions were to pursue Rachel. And meanwhile, the ladies are still chatting and Rachel wants to confront the guys. And I thought it was interesting that Gabby here says that she's there to find a life partner, not to teach dudes how to act. Love it. Yes. Yes. I, you know, I'm torn because on one hand, yes, she's above it. She doesn't need to be like wagging her finger at them being like, this is not how you behave. But it's a shame because I like those moments. I want to watch that when the when it is the bachelorette and we do have a woman in charge. I can't help it. I want to see when Hayden or Jacob are just these smarmy guys who act like they're God's gift. I want them to get their comeuppance. Gabby's a class act. She's above it. She and is. not in a in a condescending way. She's just not going to do that. She's not going to play in the mud. Yeah, it's just for, selfishly for my satisfaction, and I'm sure for many people watching, I'm I sure producers to see that. wanted her to do it too. And she's like, "I'm not. No, not happening." That's true. Don't actually, care. I bet you anything they would have liked to of have course. seen that. That's what we wanted to see, but we didn't get to see it, and it makes me like her more. You're right. It makes me. You know what I will say is that's more likely what I would have done too. Totally. I, if, I, if I put myself in her shoes, as much as I want to be like, oh, I would have told him what's what, I likely would have been like, yeah, totally understand. Okay. And then I'd be like, ow. Yeah, <laughs> let them stew in their own shit. It's not my problem. I'm not here to fix people. Yeah. And I'm not here to entertain you with fixing people. I'm here to find love. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so now it's the next day. It's at the mansion. Logan reveals to Eric that he saw Gabby crying on that Mm, group date, and they agree there's more to Gabby than they even know. (laughs) (laughs) The ladies talk, and Gabby says, with guys like Hayden and Jacob, they like the feeling of being able to reject one of them. She says it's a form of self-preservation to be able to say... I have another option. She is so right. Totally. And now it's the evening and Hayden is saying to the other guys that his head's in a good spot. And Andy, you said he's gone. (laughs) Maybe not tonight. Maybe not tomorrow. You disregarded. Someday. (laughs) Yeah, definitely someday. You disregarded the fact that by being so crappy on that group date to Gabby, Mm -hmm. being so crappy, I'm trying not to swear as much. Is crappy a swear? No, I was wanting to say shitty. (laughs) Oh, oh, I see. Oh, you were trying. Because he was being shitty as he was. Right, right, right. right. I I I don't think shitty's a a swear word anymore. I hear it on CNN. (laughs) If it's on CNN, it can't be a swear word. Well, and now there's that game show called Bullshit. Yeah. Which is, well, it's on Netflix. (laughs) That's not the same. Anyway, you Good show, though, by the way. Yeah, we love that show. Love it. 
Great show. Yeah, not not sponsored. No, not at all sponsored. I, I'm happy to give them like three or four more viewers. They deserve it. <laughs> so now Jesse arrives and does the usual, I know I'm not who you were expecting to see speech. He says the cocktail party is canceled. We were relieved. Wonder <laughs> Woman does not die at the end of Wonder Woman. Wait, what's the point of that? It's unbelievably predictable. <laughs> For that, the predictability to be the, yes, it was predictable, but no, you're right. I, I was, I didn't follow. I should have. I mean, knowing you as well as I know you, I should have followed. But yes, Wonder Woman does not die at the end of Wonder Woman, even though she seems to come close many come times. Close, a lot of close calls. You know what I don't like about superhero movies? They all look like humans. They're all in human form. Uh-huh. But they all have this superhuman ability to take punishment. Yeah. Like, why aren't there some superheroes that have like a superpower, but also can be killed by like getting stabbed or shot? Like, why do you have to be always like Superman? Everyone's Superman. That's like a default. Yeah. It's like Superman's a bit, it's like a base. It's like when you go to the, like the yogurt <laughs> store, you're like, oh, you want, okay, we're going to give you the, the yogurt, like, you know. <laughs> But what do you want on the yogurt? Oh, I want, you know, I want cherries. I want the Snickers. Snickers. The Snickers. You can get little bits of Snickers. You can get Snickers chopped up sometimes. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, you know about yogurt. What what are the good toppings in yogurt? I mean, you can get sprinkles. You can get fruits. What do you like You can get get little mochis. You can get those little bubbles that burst with flavors. You can get all sorts of things. The point being, you can get toppings, but the frozen yogurt is the base. The base. And that's what I'm saying. Like how I turned that into frozen yogurt. Yeah, you did. Well, this is why I like Batman. Because Batman is a human Mm. and he can get injured. He could get killed. Yeah. But he's got this great suit. I think it's bulletproof. And he's very good at all the martial arts. But my point is, all the superheroes aside from Batman are like, it's like Superman baseline. Yeah. And then everything else is added on. I want to see a superhero who's got crazy superpowers, but can be killed by getting smashed into a building at a hundred miles per hour. <laughs> you, every, every fight you see, they hit buildings and the buildings break. Yeah. And like, come on. They're just people. <laughs> let them be people with superpowers. Yeah, let I don't be- want to see all Superman. Superman is Superman. So that you want to see them get injured and have to heal. Yes. Mm. The Hulk I get. The Hulk is the Hulk. He can get thrown through a building and be fine. I don't want to see like Aquaman get thrown through a building and be fine. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Aquaman should be killed by a bullet, by a stab wound, and by a really well-aimed and very powerful punch to the chin. Period. <laughs> a concussion. Okay. Okay. Good tangent. I'm sick of it. I'm <laughs> sick of these Marvel movies. Everyone should be killable except Superman and the Hulk. Okay. So- off on a tangent, but the point is, is that it's predictable. Yes. And it was predictable that Jesse would arrive, not only cancel the the cocktail party, but also say that he was not who they were all expecting. Yes. <sighs> I'm glad I got that off my chest. Yeah. That's been brewing for about 15 years. I was relieved by this because honestly, I don't think I could have handled another cocktail party. This episode, it feels heavy the season feels heavy like I not only, humorous not humorous it felt like work and for yes. us it is always work in a way because this We're is what we do notes. yeah yeah but they gotta up their game <sighs> and and no one wants them to up their game more than me yeah it's bad for business bad for business yeah whenever people say oh i don't even watch the show anymore i just watch your recaps i'm like no 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 please watch yeah, the because show. our recaps don't happen without <laughs> the show yeah mm-hmm. yeah we although we sh- could technically recap an imaginary bachelorette if they cancel it <laughs> We could. I have a feeling that would get real weird real fast. I think we're going to do that. 
Would you guys like to watch that? <laughs> okay, so Jesse says this isn't working for the women and that that journey is over. He says the ladies will be continuing their journeys separately from here on out. And Andy, you said that's how it should have been from the beginning. Oh, 100%. Totally confusing. Makes our job harder, too. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes More down importantly. to. So if the men accept the rose from the bachelorette who offers them the rose, then they stay but then if not, the bachelorette loses the rose right. if, she, if the guy's rejected. Eight or nine roses each. At this point in episode three, your bachelorette would still have 12 to 15. Yeah. Like, like maybe at least 10 to 12. Yeah. It just feels like they are really getting the short end of the stick on every level. Yeah, agreed. Not I, that I'm saying that every bachelorette wants to have that many guys. I'm sure they already have their top two or three favorites that they want to spend time with. But if we're talking about fairness... It's not. Well, the question is, was this scripted from the beginning? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It has the distinct vibe of them just making it up as they go along, which, by the way, is not good TV. It's like being on a plane and the captain's like, hey, you know, I've flown some planes, but <laughs> flying is not my thing. So <laughs> we'll see what happens here. But I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to be OK. <laughs> so it's now the rose ceremony officially. And the three guys who already have roses, Avon, Zach, and Erich, are waiting out in the winner's circle. <laughs> the winner's circle. It's, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like in a baseball game in the dugout where like after a guy comes back to the dugout after striking out, they yeah. all like give him like high fives and like you know, slap his butt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was basically that maybe shy of a one butt slap. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of high fives going on and yeah, cheering. It was lacking butt slaps. <laughs> And then the ladies take turns handing out roses. Rachel's first goes to Tino. Gabby's first goes to Nate. Rachel's second goes to Logan. Gabby's goes to Johnny. We still haven't seen any real conversation between the two of them. Nothing. I think that's what I'm missing. Sorry, I I swear I want to get through this, but I feel like I'm not having substance in this season. There's not enough substance. You know why? Because it's diluted by the fact that there are two bachelorettes. Yes. There it's is, a stupid idea. Yes. It feels like, oh, sentimental moment, sentimental moment, crying, tears. But what was actually said that is of substance? I'm not getting satisfaction there. No. And then I'm also not getting the laughs. This was not thought through. No. Someone's like, you know what we should do? <laughs> it's like they're all hot. They're like, <laughs> what if we had... Two <laughs> bachelorettes. It feels like that. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Rachel's third rose goes to Termaine, and he says he wants to date Gabby. Mm, and Andy, you did, an, you did an impression of Rachel saying, I'm devastated. <laughs> so absurd. She didn't seem too upset about this. The least upset anyone's ever been in history. Mm-hmm. But I'll get give props to Termaine, rolling the dice. Yes. He, ro- he whew, yep. rolled it. I had a lot of respect for the Total guys. respect. Let me tell you, Tremaine, a certain for someone. me, and, and we all know what happens to Tremaine. Mm-hmm. For those of you who didn't watch it, I'm sorry to spoil the next <laughs> 10 seconds. But Tremaine, from beginning to end, integrity. big fan. Yeah, integrity. Yeah. Right down to getting your limo exit win. Yeah. Okay, so Jesse arrives now, removes the rose that Rachel was supposed to have. She can no longer give it to someone else. And now Tremaine has to go back in line and see if Gabby offers yeah. him a rose, which doesn't make any sense because wouldn't the ladies be in agreement on who they were giving roses to? Don't wouldn't try to make Rachel sense. know? Don't try to make sense. Oh my God. Okay. You're, you're right. You're right. I'm just Calm tiring down. myself. It's gonna be okay. Out. We're going to make it through. It's be all right. Gabby's 
Third rose goes to Spencer. Mm, nice. Rachel's fourth goes to Alec. He mm. also says he wants to date Gabby. He heads back in line and Jesse takes the mm. rose. Gabby's rose goes to Jason. Rachel's next rose goes to Tyler. Gabby's next rose goes to Mario. Rachel's next rose goes to Ethan. Gabby's next rose goes to Kirk. Rachel's to Jordan H. Gabby's to Quincy. And then Rachel's second to last rose goes to Meatball. And he says he's also there for Gabby. A lot of gamblers in the house tonight. Yeah, seriously. And then the ladies leave because Rachel seems upset. Mm -hmm. I'm confused whether or not they really left out of upsetness or because I will say during rose ceremonies, there are a lot of breaks. So, for example, when I was in that boat, a rose ceremony happened across three or four different shifts. So Juan Pablo would go out, say three or four names and then leave. And then we would stand there and then be like, everyone look forward because they're getting B-roll of you looking bored, tired, drunk. Like it just, yeah, and yeah. they have, they have a producer standing where the lead was standing and they get shots of you just looking forward. Huh. So that's good BTS. Yeah. Well, so what I'm wondering is it was Rachel distraught enough to leave the rose ceremony or was this just one of the breaks that was going to happen anyway? Well, I've got to assume because of her ITM that she was crying legitimately because she was doing that thing girls do where they like make sure they don't fuck up their mascara. <laughs> I've seen that. It's, 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 it's like, it's like, no, it's like this. It's like. Is that it? Yeah, it's this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. And I, then it's this. It's this, too. There's a, there's a drying. And a, oh, good anyway, observational skills. Andy. Yeah, I've seen this many times. But let's be honest here. Rachel doesn't give a flying F about any of the guys who said that they were more interested in I Gabby. agree. They I were all sympathy roses or production-based roses. She's upset, but she's embarrassed. Yeah, she she kind of said that. Yeah. She didn't really say, oh, I'm so heartbroken. She was like, no. I feel humiliated. I felt like her complaint here was about the fact that, I guess, you know, they had all come up with this arrangement. And she's like, wait a minute. We were supposed to be taking our power back. And instead, we gave it right back to the guys. And instead, it was public. Yeah. She's like, I feel humiliated. Yeah. But what bothered me here, Uh-oh. everyone knows what I'm going to say, is Gabby was like, yeah, that's how I felt yesterday, relating mm. to her. And then Rachel's like, yeah, but that was in private. This was mm. in public. Basically Oof. belittling no. Gabby's trauma from the night before, which was also three guys. And in fact, I would say they, two out of three of them, broke up with her, were way ruder to her, basically. And I know Rachel didn't see that happen. But I didn't love that Rachel said this. Yeah. I'm it's, just like someone, say it's like literally someone like on the Titanic sinking, saying, like, oh, I, you know, we barely survived. I mean, I was like one of the last, you know, I was freezing to death. And then somebody's like, oh, well, I was, I, I can relate. I was on a private yacht and they ran out of rose. The whole thing, <laughs> no rose. The thing is, is that there's been so much solidarity, so much camaraderie. Yes. For this, this to this, me, was a real slight. Yeah. And I don't think she, she didn't realize she was doing it. I don't think so either. Yeah. It was, for me, the first crack mm. that you've been looking for, Andy, for quite some time. Crack number one. But I don't know if there will be many more because now that the ladies right. will be doing things separately. Yeah, they immediately squashed the possibility of further crackage. <laughs> they glued it. They sealed it. So they return to the rose ceremony. Gabby gives her last rose to Michael and Rachel gives hers to Hayden. Mm. Officially. Just by the skin of his teeth. <laughs> yeah. So interestingly, the three guys that took a gamble, Tremaine, Alec, and Meatball, it Oof, did not pay off did for not them. Pay off. I respect that though. 
Yeah. I mean, look, as Rudyard Kipling once said, if you can lay your whole life savings on one game of pitch and toss and lose and never speak of it ever again to another man, then the world is yours and you are a true man. That's an <laughs> absolute bastardization of what he said, but it's it's paraphrasing. But we know what you mean. Yeah. And so the ladies go to their respective groups of men and toast to love. I thought it was funny how they went their separate ways. It's like separate yeah. journeys, but they're both like to love, to love, identical toasts. <laughs> And now in our credits, Meatball, backpedaling, he asks to speak with Rachel and basically makes his pitch to get back his rose. Unbelievable. And Andy, you were like, that's the cliffhanger? Literally, the Meatball's like in a casino. He just lost everything on roulette. And afterwards, he goes to the croupier. He's like, you know what? I've been thinking about it. I, I, I like both red and black. <laughs> so, so give me my money. Okay, that brings us to the end of the episode. Andy. Normally we have a game here, but we agreed that there wasn't a lot of a yeah. game. I mean, Zach ahead. kind of kind you could of. give it to him, but it wasn't like he's yeah. kind of spoon fed a lot of it. The, so you decided to turn this into Z game, <laughs> and the Z game goes to Jordan H. Yeah, you what were, the hell was that thing? Yeah, that his creating of a moment. If you're gonna say I'm creating a moment, at least make sure you created a moment. It's like me going like getting on a bus and saying I'm gonna create a moment. Here's your fare. <laughs> I mean, you could say our podcast, we've created a moment far more here than Jordan H. created a moment. Yeah. To no kiss one's her. ever created less of a moment ever <laughs> than Jordan H. did in that moment. Especially after he said that he kind of missed her. Yeah, everything was wrong. He gets a Z game, <laughs> a solid Z game. Okay, moving on to our word watch. Andy, there were four intentions mm -hmm. and according to you, 37 winners. Yeah. 37 of you correctly guessed that there would be intentions uttered four times but we can only have one winner we can only have one winner and the winner is susan manis congratulations you are the winner of 120 dollars to caitlin bristow's wine brand mm -hmm. spade and sparrows great prize yeah. and so for next week andy what word did you have in mind regret and or regrets okay i'm not being a stickler about the s okay so if you would like to join in the Chanty Word Watch Fund and have a chance to win, we're going back to our week one prize, which is 100 bucks to one of my all-time favorite Etsy shops, Furano Studio, my go-to place for gold-filled jewelry, mm -hmm. both dainty and chunky. And all the rings I'm wearing are from Furano Studio. If you would like a chance to win 100 bucks in jewelry, then you can guess below this YouTube video or over on the Instagram post for this recap the number of times you think the word regret or regrets will be uttered in episode four and you'll do so using the numeral and you must do so by this Friday at midnight. So now our predictions, Andy. For Gabby, who do you have in your top spot? Eric. As do I. Okay. Nice. I mean, he really pulled ahead. So even though we're both not sure of Eric's intentions at this mm -hmm, point, mm -hmm. It's clear that he's Gabby's favorite. That's why. Because mm -hmm. I think Nate likes Gabby more than Eric likes Gabby. Mm. But I think Gabby likes Eric more than she likes Nate. Mm, that's what it comes down to, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Okay. And in your second spot? Got Nate. Okay. I actually have Jason. Wow. In my I, I don't spot. disagree with that. I was torn. I mean, this is really a taking a flyer prediction, but... I think that if and when Jason finally gets some time shown, that it's really going to catapult him to the top. I agree. I'm holding out for that. I'm waiting for the Jason moment. It stands out to me that Gabby didn't even give her group date rose to Nate. 
And he was on that group date. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have time. That was that was purposeful. Yes. She could have easily done that. Been like, well, Nate's my favorite, so I'll just give him the rose. I don't care. Oh yeah, it was a statement what she did. Like I'm open. It's open. It's open field. (laughs) Open season on Gabby. Yep. And third spot, Andy. Jason. Okay, I have Nate. And in your fourth spot, you have Spencer. Same. Nice. We're still holding out for Spencer, even though he's still not getting any time. Okay, and for Rachel, who do you have in your top spot? Gotta go with Tino. Same. I think she likes Tino the best, even though that one-on-one date with Zach was pretty hot and heavy. She just laces into Tino's face like no one else. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And and, and again, that that date was like, it was was just low-hanging fruit the whole way through. I mean, she's going to have a connective time with anybody on that date. Oh, I see. On the you and me. I kind of wish the you and me slash me and you date, whatever happened later in the season i think that would have landed with more gravity had they had more time together but it was forcing it a little bit it worked but it was forcing yeah but it was still cute okay and in your second spot zach same we both have zach Mm -hmm. there were a lot of ding ding dings with zach this week and in your third spot who do you have i got logan the (laughs) two-timer and based on those previews it looks like he might actually be Mm -hmm. i mean i gotta say i'm looking forward to that oh yeah (laughs) Logan's going to be good TV. I feel bad saying that, but... Don't feel bad. Okay, I have Avon in my third spot, yeah. Yeah. mainly nice. because of that preview. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how much stock to put in Logan and Rachel together. Mm. And in your fourth spot... I got Avon. Okay, and in my fourth spot, I've got Logan. So All our right. predictions are yeah. dancing around each other. All right, Andy, I think that's a wrap for episode three. <laughs> I'm choosing to remain optimistic that the season is going to get better somehow. I've always said that the middle episodes are very hit or miss in this franchise. Mm. They come in heavy and they end heavy, but the middle is... Yeah, but usually middle is like episode five or six. I think that's what I find distressing. This is is an early middle. Yes, this is episode three. You have all these guys on group dates acting like idiots. There should be more laughs. I should be laughing more than I am at this point. Yeah, It's concerning. I I agree. Well... If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok, and tell your friends, leave us Apple and Spotify podcast. You said Spotify like it's the The, the ugly stepchild. (laughs) Spotify. Leave us all kinds of reviews. Reviews are actually our very best friend. If you have something nice to say, please copy and paste it as a five-star review. It would mean a lot. It helps us grow and motivates us to continue. Mm -hmm. Generally do all the things you do to keep a podcast you enjoy in business and reward the podcasters who bring equipment overseas and run to a music store an hour before to get a new mixer. Intense. We had the the cab driver wait outside the music store for like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. They make a nice cab driver here. They do. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Show. Sure.